What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. To be a masterpiece and to be a work in progress at the same time, and to the art of falling in love with each other. I realize that sometimes the only one that can put the pieces back together is yourself. With love and Hey besties, welcome back to another episode of I Missed We. I am so excited for today's episode because today I have another special guest. Lily Rakow, host of 8020 Podcast, is joining me today and we had such a fun conversation where we're going to talk about topics that I know that you're going to love and are going to be super helpful for you guys. She is literally the sweetest person ever. I loved her. I know that you guys listen to her and I know that you guys love her as well. And if you don't, please go listen to 8020 after you listen to this episode. I can't wait for you guys to listen. So without further ado, welcome Lily Rakow. Lily Rakow, welcome to I Missed Me. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Um, if you can just start by giving a little introduction about yourself, your podcast, and everything that you do on social media. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be of here. Um, so I am a content creator. I'm a health and wellness kind of like niche uh, lifestyle person. Um, I also work full-time in digital marketing and um, yeah, I got my start on the internet when I was in high school. So I, I would say I'm definitely like a seasoned uh, content creator influencer. We can use that term loosely. <laughs> um, but I also have a podcast as well. And that's kind of my my little baby. And it's called 8020. And I love podcasting. So all the more reason for me to be excited to be here and, and talk to you and your audience today. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, let me just start off by the first question is on your podcast, you talk about falling in love with life. And looking at the bright side of things and switching mindsets. How did that start for you? And what are little habits or routines that helped you fall in love with life? And what's the biggest piece of advice you would give to someone struggling with finding purpose or the beauty in life? Yeah, so I um, have definitely had some ups and downs mentally, that's for sure. And I have kind of come to the conclusion that falling in love with your life is a choice. And waking up every day and making the active decision to say, today is going to be a great day. And no matter what happens to me, no matter what people say to me, no matter the weather, whatever those little things are, no matter what happens, I choose to make today a great day. So I think falling in love with your life is always an active ongoing thing. Um, as far as little habits go, I think just finding like the good in, in every little thing, waking up and saying, oh, I'm grateful that the sun is shining today, or I'm grateful that Maybe it's a cloudy day. Maybe you get to nap later. Um, you know, just like little things like that. And a gratitude practice is mm -hmm. is really, really big for me. Um, so just taking time every day to write down three things, five things, 10 things that I'm grateful for. I notice personally when I don't practice gratitude, I'm like, oh, why am I feeling funky today? It's because I didn't practice gratitude. I didn't say thank you for the sun shining or thank you for this cup of coffee. And I always like to kind of just... Um, write down some names of people too that I'm grateful for. So whether I tell them or or they don't know it, um, I've got a lot of people in my journal and they probably have no idea. But, <laughs> but it's, but yeah, but so like when you're writing your, do you, do you have a gratitude practice as well? Yeah, every morning I write, yeah, I'll, I'll let you finish and then we can talk oh, about ahead. like gratitude yeah, practices. Yeah, absolutely. But I was just going to say, like, <laughs> yeah. I just feel so much better. It's just the best. 
It is. It is. And I always tell, I, I love that you're talking about this and I was waiting for you to finish because I, I, I'm always talking about gratitude and I always talk about the secret and the law of attraction. And I read the secret. I don't know if you read it, but I read the secret when I was like very young. And then ever since then, I, I wake up and I write 10 things that I, that I'm grateful for every single morning. And it's like, before I look at my phone, before I get out of bed with, before like starting my day, I write 10 things that I'm grateful for. And like your day genuinely starts so good because you're genuinely feeling happy without even knowing what's going to happen during the day because the things that you're grateful for, like you already have, you know? So it Absolutely. is it is super important to start the day with with gratitude. And I, and I love that you mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a therapist once and she was like, you should just write down some, she's like, write down two things that you're grateful for. And I think I was in high school and I was like, oh, that is so stupid. I'm like, you know, I, you know, at Thanksgiving, we go on the table, we say what we're grateful for and that's it. <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? Okay. Maybe she's right. Let me try it. And I swear it's like a switch was flipped. Just finding those little tiny things, or maybe even their great big things, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, and I love the list of 10. And I love trying to like change them up too. Like right. if I wrote down the sunshine yesterday, I'm like, I'm so grateful for the sunshine, but maybe I try to find something else and be more creative with my gratitude. So that's always like a fun little challenge. Like choose 10 new things, you know? Right. And there's so many things to be grateful for that if you, the more that you start naming them, the more that you start finding things to be grateful for. And also the more grateful that you are, the more things that you will attract into your life. And it's literally magical. So 100% recommended to every everyone listening to this episode to start writing things that they're grateful for in the morning or before going to sleep or just like throughout the day. It's just super important. Absolutely. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. What is on your podcast? You, you talk about the quote unquote that girl. And I always say quote unquote because I mean, it is super popular in social media using the term like that girl, whatever. But for me, it's like the best version of yourself, like getting to be the best version of yourself. What is your definition of that girl? And what are your biggest tips to become, again, quote unquote, her? So the whole that girl trend, I I love the concept. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I would totally agree with you that the term that girl can just kind of be almost like a placeholder for the best version of yourself. But it's kind of an easy way for people to grab on to healthy habits. So mm -hmm. I think that's maybe where the traction came from on TikTok. And it's kind of this picture perfect aesthetic fitness girl drinking green juices and going on her on her hot girl walks. And while all those things are great, perfect, healthy habits, they're not always totally tangible for everybody. Or maybe, you know, maybe you just don't like green juice. Like you don't have to drink green juice to be that girl. Sure, it's good for you, but you don't have to drink it to be that girl. So I always tell my audience, that girl is whoever the best version of you is. And I think that there's a little bit of a misconception when it comes to being that girl that you have to be the template that TikTok or Instagram yeah. has given you. And the problem with that is we kind of lose this sense of um, like uniqueness. You know, remember back in like middle school and you're okay, backtrack, you're a kid and you're this like free spirit. You're doing whatever you want. I was on a walk today and I saw these little girls and they were probably like, I don't know, five and seven. And they were playing with a sprinkler in their front yard and they were just laughing and giggling and like running through the flowers. And it was like this picturesque, like perfect little cute, like white picket fence house. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're so free spirited. And my mom was walking with me and we were both just talking about how 
girls specifically, I'm totally going on a tangent here, but girls specifically, they're like so fun and free spirited when they're little. And then you get to middle school and everybody wants to be the carbon, just carbon copies of each other. Because, you know, God forbid you like something that not everyone else is into. You're going to be like outcasted. And we hold on to that for so long. And I feel like the that girl trend can kind of get into this category of like the specific fitness, lifestyle, healthy girl Mm -hmm. that you have Mm -hmm. to be. So I hate to portray like the juice cleanses and like the, you know, the typical that girl Pinterest. It's pretty, it's aesthetic, it's fun to watch, but whoever that girl is for you, you have to try to be her. So if you don't like green juices, don't drink them be the best version of you, whatever that looks like. But the hard part is finding it. The hard part is getting there. So you can't be someone, you can't, it's it's really difficult to be yourself if you don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend that people just spend time in their journal, spend time vision boarding, go on Pinterest and just kind of like start to find things that maybe aren't necessarily just what everyone else is pinning. I don't know. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be different uh, just to be different. Like if you like green juices, go for it. And I just keep using that as an example. Cause it's easy. I think we can all like visualize like, sure. you know, the, the spinach on the counter and like the, the juice presser thing. And it's like the most expensive one. And like, um, all that is so great and it's fun, but that girl should be the best version of you. And, um, it's, um, it's tough to get there if you don't know where you're going. So, visualize who she is, maybe sit down, do like a best self meditation, um, use these little like tools and practices to kind of like get to know yourself and then figure out who you are going to be, even if it's just, you know, who are you going to be in this season of life? And I, you just said it in the most perfect way. And I also also like always mentioned this as well. Like if waking up at 5 a.m., like the that girl that you see on TikTok is doing, and it makes you miserable and it and it makes you feel like unrested and it makes you feel tired all day, then don't wake up at 5 a.m. If tomorrow, if today you don't want to go to the gym because you're really not feeling it, don't go. Like for me, the definition of like being that girl or taking the journey to be that girl is healing, is getting to know yourself, is healing Love your it. traumas, is, yeah. you know, dealing with your inner child. Like that's becoming that girl, like feeling at peace with whatever life you're living. It doesn't matter if it's not like, the aesthetic Pinterest live that you see or the TikTok live that you see, becoming that girl is like becoming the best version of yourself and deciding to heal. I love that you mentioned the 5 a.m. thing mm-hmm. because I, all last year, I was so hardcore with myself. I was mm-hmm. like, I have to wake up at five. Like I need to hit the gym before I go to work. And I was on this rigid structured schedule. I was not listening to my body at all. But I thought that, you know, this was the template that works for, you know, everyone else in my office. This is the template that just, you know, should work for me as like a corporate girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was not working at all. I was exhausted. I was like bloated all day. I was like ridiculously hungry because I was doing these crazy strength workouts and like I just couldn't felt like I couldn't actually feel. So it was this whole domino effect because the way that I started my day was so unaligned with who I am. And so now I let myself sleep in until like seven. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I work out in the afternoon because that just is what works for me. So I totally agree you don't have to follow the template and different things are going to work in different seasons of life like we're rolling into spring now it's like 80 degrees outside like you can bet your bottom dollar I am spending as much time outside as I can so maybe I lessen my strength sessions at the gym because I want to go for runs or walks outside so what works now might not work 
you know, a month from now, a year from now, and you can adapt accordingly. A hundred percent. And it's like, what aligns to you? And mm-hmm. also remember that the life that you see on Pinterest and on TikTok, it's not real. Like that it's mm-hmm. a 12 second video. Yeah. That it's it's not real. And like most of the girls don't really have that life like every single day. And like we're so hard on ourselves that like because that looks aesthetic, I want to be aesthetic as well. But mm-hmm. like what aligns for you and what makes you actually happy and what gives you peace. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. On your podcast, you talk about again going back to gratitude and journaling and I am a huge fan of both like I said and they changed my life how do you meet gratitude and what role has it played in your life yeah so I definitely am a big um a big believer that gratitude just helps you fall in love with your life so kind of going Mm -hmm. back to your original question that when you start to see the little things you just become so appreciative for what you already have um and you mentioned healing as well. I think gratitude is a huge, huge part of, of a healing journey um, because it's hard to accept the place that you're in, the stage of life that you're in without being grateful for it. Even if it's like, well, shit, you know, this, this situation really sucks for me right now, but I'm grateful for it because it's going to make me stronger. A lot of growth is going to come from it. You know, that person leaving my life was actually a blessing not a blessing and a lesson, you know? So, um, I think just being, and, and obviously we don't want to be like toxically positive. There's definitely a fine line between being like, well, I have to be happy because everything happens for a reason. Like, no, like you can, you can sit in your shit for a little bit if you need Mm -hmm. to, like you can accept that this is a really shitty situation, but also at the same time, be grateful for the fact that you're going through it. They can coexist. It's a tricky balance and I'm working on finding it myself, but there's definitely space for both. In, in- hey besties, I am so sorry to interrupt you, but I have to share this with you guys because if you are someone who's trying to learn a new language, then Rosetta Stone is definitely for you. One of my biggest New Year's resolutions is definitely to learn a new language. I speak Spanish, I speak English, and I want to learn a new language in 2024. And that is why I am extremely, extremely excited that I found Rosetta Stone. So besties, if you're someone who wants to learn a new language because you have an upcoming international trip or because you want a way to connect with your family or with new friends or understand certain pop culture or just to learn a new skill or hobby, then you need Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages to offer. It immerses you in many ways, which makes learning a new language so much, so much easier. Don't put off learning that language because there is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, I Missed Me's listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Thank you so much, Rosetta Stone, for sponsoring today's episode. Besties, I would have never imagined having and owning a business until I found Shopify. I've told you the story before when I was 17, I decided to start my clothing brand and I was only able to make it because I found Shopify. Seriously, besties, selling and having an online store is so easy just because of Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Besties, seriously, I could not recommend Shopify more. I would have never imagined having the business that I have. You guys know that I sell hoodies. It's called I Miss Me Project now, but it's all because of Shopify. It is so easy to use and I am someone who's really, really bad with technology, believe it or not. So I love Shopify. It's just super easy to use, so easy to design, to sell and to ship. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mafiansudis, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mafiansudis now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, besties, that's shopify.com slash mafiansudis and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify. No matter what situation you're going through. Mm-hmm. And if, like, if you don't learn how to be grateful and appreciate the things that you have right now, you will always want more. And like yeah. you lose track of the things that you have and you always want more and more and more. So you never really get to enjoy life. Basically, Absolutely. you're always looking for more. Yeah, I um, I was actually cleaning out my closet the other day. And <laughs> it, this is more of like a materialistic example. But right. I was like, why do I have so many pieces of clothes? Like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, am I just shopping to shop? Am I not grateful for what I, what I have already? Like, why do I just have so much shit in my house? And so I did a big purge and I was like, okay, I need to be more in tune with what I have physically, you know, whether it's like books or clothing items or, you know, like be grateful for the physical things that you have, the tangible items before you go out and buy more. I was going to go to Barnes and Noble and I was like, no, I need to read these books right here on the shelf before I buy another one and I need to donate these to the local library or the local school and just you know be grateful and be present rather than you know going out and consuming and that's kind of a good lesson just for for life in general like you mentioned you have to be um we're beating the dead horse now but just grateful for the things that you have before you before you can be open to receive more a hundred percent have you ever been heartbroken (laughs) I love this question. Um, you sent this to me before and I like I, I wrote down a couple notes. Um, so yes, yeah. And I think heartbreak can come in the form of friendships too. They, it, it's not just limited to a romantic relationship. I think your friends can break your heart. I think strangers can break your heart. And um, I wouldn't say that I deal with heartbreak all the time, but it's definitely a frequent Uh, maybe maybe we don't use the word frequent um but I'm definitely the type of person to wear my heart on my sleeve and I if you're my friend like I love you like we have this saying in my friend group like first ring like if you call me I'm gonna pick up on the first ring as long as my phone's like not on do not disturb like I'm gonna pick up on the first ring most of my the close people in my circle there like a downtime contact like it'll come through Mm -hmm. and um I think when you are vulnerable with people you build a closer relationship but then that also, on the other hand, opens you up to have your heart broken by people that, you know, maybe you're not in a, in a romantic relationship with, but they could still break your, break, break your heart because humans are humans. 100%. We're all going to make mistakes. And if you're going to be vulnerable with people, you're going to have to be okay with getting your heart broken. Um, that was kind of a little bit of a tangent, mm-hmm. but how did heartbreak impact you as a person and what did you learn about relationships and about yourself and how did you grow from it? And what's the best piece of advice that you can give someone like navigating through a breakup period? And again, a breakup doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. A breakup can be your friends, your family sometimes and or a romantic partner, like we said, but like what's an advice that you can give to someone navigating through a breakup? 
I would say my best piece of advice is let yourself be sad. Mm-hmm. Be okay with being like, this sucks. This hurts. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day and she was like, I knew that this was going to happen with this guy and I don't know why I let myself go here. And like, I don't know why I'm so sad about it. And I was like, well, instead of beating yourself up over being sad, just be sad. You don't need two reasons to be sad. Just be <laughs> sad so about good. the first one. That's so good. And, and she was like, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, I guess I can be sad. I was like, it takes time. Like healing will come, but it takes time. Um, so that would probably be my best piece of advice. Like let yourself be sad for a little bit, but also don't, don't sit in it for too long. You know, like you don't want to let this drag on for like years and years and years, you know, let yourself be sad for a week, a month, a couple months, but at the same time, surround yourself with your friends and the people that are going to cheer you on no matter what. And, you know, invite you out and continue to invite you out and pull you out of bed and show up to your house and be like, look, you're not going to be sad today because we're going to go get a cup of coffee and we're going to go for a walk or, you know, we're going to go hit the bars. We're going to, we're just going to go out and have a good time. And, um, and, you know, for a little bit, you're going to forget that you're sad and you know you might go home and, and, and cry again and be, be sad again and start the process over. But that's just how it goes. It takes time. So surround yourself with good people and be okay with being sad. What have you learned about relationships and about yourself after heartbreak? I would say every single time I've gotten my heart broken, I, a lesson comes with it for sure. Um, I would say recently, one of my biggest lessons is that you can't heal people who don't want to be healed. And it's also not my responsibility to do the healing for someone else. Like mm-hmm. I've got enough of that that I need to do for mm-hmm. me. Um, so why, you know, why carry two people's luggage when I can really only deal with mine? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when people break your heart, you, I don't, you just, you naturally like want, like in my experience, like I'm, I try to fix people. Like I want to help people. Mm-hmm. I have a podcast. I'm like, I give advice all the time. Like I just want, I want people to, to live life to the fullest. And, and I just love talking to people. And mm-hmm. anyway, so long story short, I think, um, my biggest lesson was that I can't heal everyone and you got to put in the work yourself. Um, so yeah, that's probably, that would be my big, my biggest lesson of, of a recent heartbreak. And I like, 100% agree with you and I say it all the time like you can't heal like you said people and you can't change people like people change because they want to change and you can inspire someone to change but that's a decision that they have to take and like if you think about like the the moments that you've changed or the things that have made you change like it has been you that that has taken that decision that like you realize of like yeah I have to grow I have to change whatever but it wasn't a person that made you So what makes you think that you can make someone change? You know what I mean? Which takes me to our last question. Um, What does healing mean to you? I love this question. (laughs) Um, So I like self-proclaimed, I am embarking on a healing journey and I'm, I'm, I kind of went through this phase and this kind of has to go it goes a little bit back to like the me waking up at 5 a.m. like following routines didn't, didn't work for me. I was really kind of embedded in this lifestyle that I knew the whole time was so unaligned with, mm-hmm. with, with me and, and the person that I'm supposed to be in my best self. And so I got into, I, I, I don't want to say rock bottom, 
but I just got into this really bad funk and um pretty much all winter I was like just so down in the dumps and I was just like so not me and so I was like spring is here like we're just we're, we're healing like it's just a season of total complete change um and we're embarking on it and I think healing is an ongoing process um like you know two years ago when lockdown happened and I went through this whole like true healing journey I um, got my health coaching certification I switched colleges I you know did all these things that I thought were I mean they truly were at the time like really good healthy habits um but then just, you know, life kind of got back to normal and I fell back into old habits and old routines that I know aren't aligned. And so I was like, you know what, things are changing. I am, I'm, I'm going to heal myself again. <laughs> and this is probably going to be like an ongoing thing. I've always struggled with anxiety. I've hmm. always struggled with depression. And so I don't think necessarily I'm ever going to like fully heal from those things. Um, but as long as I'm embarking on it, we'll call it my healing journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be a lifelong thing, but as long as I'm doing those little things, the gratitude practice, the you know surrounding myself with good people, the meditation. I've recently gone back into breath work too, so I've been mm-hmm. doing like my my box breathing in the morning, um, and reading books that align with me, and unfollowing unfollowing Instagram accounts that mm-hmm. that make me sad mm-hmm. um, or that I compare myself to. So that was a, probably a little bit of a tangent, um, but I think. Um, yeah, healing, healing is a, a lifelong process for sure. hundred percent. And I agree with this hundred percent. And today, actually, I posted a, an episode that I did with Olivia Eve from, for you from Eve. I don't know if you've heard her, but we, we talk about like the same thing that healing is like a lifelong journey. Like you never stop healing because healing means growth and you never stop growing. So you never yeah. stop healing. And people are so hard on the, on themselves of like, until, I'm not fully healed. I can't like fully begin to live. And it's like, Mm. you should do both. Like you should heal, but experience as well and live as well. And I, for example, I made the mistake when I was going through like a breakup and like a very like depressive period of my life of like only focus on healing and healing and meditating Mm. and healing, healing, healing that I like forgot about everything else. And the harder that you are on yourself to heal, the more reasons that you're going to find to be sad because you're, healing 24 seven. Oh my gosh. I love, I love that. I think, yeah, no, totally. And that's kind of what, you know, my, my podcast is all about like Mm -hmm. 80, 20, finding that balance. Um, and I think too, like the, the interactions that you have with people can help you heal as well. I read a quote and it's probably like deep in my camera roll now. So I'll try to, to pull it back from memory, but the interactions that you have with people, the conversations, um, the walks that you go on, the food that you eat, like they're all bits and pieces of your healing journey. And you don't necessarily have to like, um, you know, go on this grand adventure to find yourself and to heal. Mm-hmm. It can happen in everyday life. It could be, you know, a one, like a one sentence thing that someone, even a stranger tells you and you like tuck that away and it like mends a little piece of your heart, like a little, like it's like a little bandaid over a crack in your heart. And you just don't, you never know when you're going to get these little nuggets of like, oh my gosh, that made my heart so happy. Mm-hmm. So if you're just sitting inside, like meditating and stuff. Meditation is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, so, so good for you. But if you're just sitting inside all day, trying to heal on your own, it's not going to happen. We weren't meant to do life alone. So let people in, let people help you heal. Obviously they can't do the work for you. You have to do that yourself, but 
make that part of your healing journey too. A hundred percent. I think that everything that brings you back to the present moment at any time is part of a healing journey, like part of your healing. So I love that that we say that. And I think that's going to be super helpful because I get messages all the time of people like, I'm trying to heal by myself or I'm I'm like five months into the breakup and I'm not feeling any better. And it's like, because you're being so hard on yourself that you have to feel better and you don't necessarily have to feel better. You just have to be present and like sit with your sadness and know that it's going to pass, but like experience life as well. I appreciate the people that you have right now as well. Like you said, the food, the places, everything, because like everything's part of that healing journey. Absolutely. So Lily, thank you so, so much for giving me a little bit of time of your day to have this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. I missed me. I sure that people are going to love you in this conversation as well if you can just give me like where can people have find you on social media your podcast um how yeah everything of you on social media and your podcast and everything on instagram my username is lily rayko l-i-l-y-r-a-k-o-w i'm also uh like i said i have a podcast it's Mm -hmm. called 8020 it's on apple spotify um all the other podcasting platforms and I am currently redoing my website, but that'll be up hopefully maybe the summertime. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I have a timeline on that. Okay. Um, and then kind of as like just a fun little like sneak peek plug. I'm kind of like overhauling my whole 80-20 Instagram. I'm going to rebrand the cover. Like some some fun stuff is happening over there. So definitely check oh, it out. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Definitely go check it out. I'm going to leave all of your links if thank you guys want to go listen to Lily. Everything's going to be in the description of this episode. Again, thank you so much, Lily, for this conversation. I am so Thank you for, for having this. me. Yeah, of course. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's it for today's episode, besties. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Again, Lily is literally the sweetest and you should definitely go listen to 8020 if you haven't already. Don't forget to follow me on social media at I Miss Me Podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Mafiansuris on Instagram, TikTok, Mafiansuris on YouTube. No Name Project, I also have a clothing brand, is launching very, very soon. No Name Project CO on TikTok and on Instagram. And I will see you guys next Tuesday with love, Mafi.